Hi guys, welcome to a new episode. Uh, I want to talk about like how hard building up like a new support system is, but that when you can figure out how to do it in a way that feels safe for you, I feel like it is kind of worth it. Um, so this is from stuff that happened this weekend, so things that happened yesterday. Um, my birthday is on Thursday, which is always kind of a weird thing. Um, I don't know. Personal intention is weird. But, uh, because of that, my, I think I mentioned this. Yeah, because I was talking about girlphobia stuff that I was supposed to go to the, to see, to spend the whole weekend with my aunt this weekend. Um, but then realized that I just, what, I'm not ready for that yet. And so I, um, and so she came up yesterday to see me and we ended up talking about things that happen more specific things than I've told her about um of how things actually happened like with my mom when I had to go no contact with her how things are with my sister like there's she knows stuff that's happened like she supported me and all that but she's never we've never just talked about the specifics of like how my mom reacted how my sister has reacted things like that because I just have been honestly like afraid to bring it up and it was a really validating experience because she validated everything that I said. She agreed with things. She was on my side. She understands everything that I've done and like why I did what I did. She even brought up some things that she saw herself when we were growing up that concerned her that she like would, that she talked to my mom about and things like that. Um, so it was a really, really nice conversation and it was like definitely a new feeling for me to have of like, talking to a family member of some sort that I love and that I know means a lot to me and especially talking to them about things like that that's like very personal and everything and having it go well and having them agree with me and give me support in all the ways that I've always wanted um that's usually not what happens and um, I've been like feeling that lately, like in a really good way of realizing like, oh, like, <laughs> have you ever had an experience where you're like, this is probably how like relationships that are healthy are supposed to always be. <laughs> and realizing like, oh, this is why people like these things or, oh, this is how, this is why the ways that this is really why like the ways that other people treated me wasn't right because this is how people are supposed to are supposed to treat you and you're like okay <laughs> but yeah I wanted to talk about that because that's something really really hard it's been a huge struggle of mine for a long time and it's nice to see like some sort of evidence of that whole progress that whole like thing that I've been doing with that being worth it because um yeah, so that's what I'm talking about today. So essentially, I think I feel like one of the hardest things when you have like huge trauma, especially in your childhood, and then you finally deal with it when you're an adult. And when we do that, we tend to lose a lot of our support system because it's that age old thing I've talked about many times that the support system that you had before, before you went to therapy and before you start dealing with things was there to like never really question you or challenge you in any way um, because that's what you wanted at the time. And so when you start then confronting things and dealing with things and learning how to communicate, 
you tend to just like lose friends and people close to you because they don't because you were around them for so long because they didn't make you you know they didn't expect you to show emotions they were fine with you not doing that because they don't really do that either but then when you start doing it it's like they don't know what to do around you anymore it just doesn't work the same and so the last like couple years or so it's been really hard to lose my like like lose a lot of the support that I had for one reason or another to be alone and it's been especially hard because the idea of the idea of trusting somebody else after experiencing all of that feels like impossible like it just feels like I was the idea of doing that again like after losing it especially for me at least I lost like my sister and I's relationship changed drastically. I lost my mom, um, my uncle on my dad's side of the family that I thought would be someone that might understand ended up like not talking to me once I was on it. Like once I told him that I missed him and wished that I could be around, he just pulled away. I understand why he did, but at the time that really sucked. Um, and you know, all of the, like the friends that I had online, most of the friends that I had, like all the friends that I had in person, they all just kind of fell apart as like 2019 and 2020 went through. Um, and so to lose all of those people and for all those people to be people that at the time I really thought were going to be able to be there for me, but just couldn't do it. Um, it feels like really scary. And also it just feels like you're setting yourself up for disappointment by entertaining doing that again. But at the same time, it's like the ultimate catch 22, right? Because the only way that you have people in your life and have a support system again is by doing that (laughs) like that's the thing about it that was so hard and that's why like the last few years I've been by myself um basically most of the time because I was like well I don't want to talk to the people that I used to have around because I know but I am absolutely terrified for one reason or another to try to reach out to anybody else new and so I've been in this weird in-between place and I've And I, it's one of those, like, this is where, like, sometimes, sometimes being self-aware is really fucking annoying. (laughs) And this is a way where it is, because it's like, okay, I know that I have all this trauma from being betrayed so badly by my family for a very long time, for feeling betrayed by the friends that I had also, for just recognizing that the friends that I had just, like, weren't able to be there for me in the ways that I really needed, or... I just like, uh, or push them away or both and, um, or just like, wasn't right, I guess is the best way to put that for some of those people. Um, but like either way, it's like, I know that I have these things. I know that I have like for my attachment style, I know I have disorganized attachment, which is basically both avoidant and, and anxious at the same time. It's really awful, but yeah, that's definitely what I have. And so I know that I have these things. I know I have these problems and I know that, um, I know that I've learned a lot over the last five years almost now 
I know that I've learned so much about myself and about other people, about how you're supposed to talk to people, treat people, um, what healthy communication really is, how to be, how to regulate my emotions, what like is a healthy relationship, like codependency, all that stuff. I learned so much over all these years that it's like, I know like the last couple years or so, I generally know like what a friendship is supposed to be like, or what is really acceptable in it. But, um, but this, like, even though I'm self-aware of all of these things and I know that the way to, that I deserve a support system, like every person deserves that. And I know that the only way that I'm ever going to get that is by introducing new people into my life. Um, because I don't really necessarily want to go back every time I've ever tried to like become friends with somebody that I used to know before it just never like works out right um so I know that I have to find new people but even though I'm aware of all these things I just been afraid to do it because I'm just like it's that feeling of like one of the things that gets to me the most is I hate having this feeling like I is that like part of me that is extremely hard on myself where I feel like I'm just making the same mistakes again and I haven't learned anything and I just keep repeating the same cycles. And, um, and so that part of me, whenever there's somebody, the, whenever there is something where I could find friends or something, I just like shut that part of me down. and don't do it because I get afraid of like, what if I'm opening myself up? What if I'm being vulnerable with this person? What if I'm trusting this person and it blows up in my face for like the millionth time? What if I'm making the same mistake again? What if my, I'm like not judging this person right or something like I did for most of my life. And so even though I know that the only way to, you know, find the people, find people that like me for me is to, you know, have to put myself out there. It's like, I didn't know how to do that without being like afraid the whole time. Um, and that's been something that that's been something that I've been trying to figure out over the last, especially the last like year or so in therapy is like, like, I don't like that. I don't have any friends, but or like people around me, but I also don't know how to handle this. And even though there are things in my life that are just kind of out there, like the what ifs of them were out there, I didn't feel like I was ready to really find out one way or another how they felt. Um, And I feel like lately I've been getting to the point where I feel like I can find those things out. And then however they happen, I can deal with it as it happens. Um, and I think that a lot of that like progress is from obviously from therapy work and things like that. Um, but I especially think that the last EMDR session I did where I really was able to realize that what happened was not my fault, like completely, totally understand that, which made like, all of the memories I have of like the times my family would argue just feel like, just feel like they were much farther away from me this time instead of feeling like I was responsible for them somehow, even though I know that's not true. 
I don't feel that way when I remember those things anymore. And um, because I feel like a lot of the things that's hard for us as traumatized people to really get through our brains is that if we run into somebody who is like a friend or something and we trust them, we get along, we share some things about us, they share some stuff with us. And then that person ends up like not being the right person, you know, or they like just mistrust. They like take advantage of your trust in some way. They betray you or whatever. That's not a, um, there's not a judgment on yourself. That's more of a judgment on them. And how they treat people but that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're stupid or you don't know anything or you're like naive or easily manipulated or whatever um that's not what that means and i i feel like that is like the big difference i i think in my life from how i used to feel around people now before and how i used and how i feel around it around people now it's kind of, but it's a really hard, it's, it definitely is a really hard thing still to negotiate of like, okay, like, like, um, a, a friendship that I started in the last couple of months has been something that's been really good for me. Like, I think the reason why the conversation I had with my aunt went so well yesterday is because I've had like this friendship the last couple months to kind of almost get me used to this sort of thing happening. Um, because that was our, that was kind of, that friendship was kind of the first step because basically that person is someone that I just knew online. I really liked, we were like, you know, mutuals or whatever. We really liked each other's content. She, we like did, she did a lot of like thought provoking sort of content, like just thinking about stuff and sharing it, which is basically what I do. Um, and back in like the end of August, I believe like early September, somewhere around there, she um, made a video saying that she was taking a break from social media for a while because she just needed to get away. And um, I remember I, just left a message saying, or a comment saying, you know, I'm going to really miss your content because she was one of my, one of my favorite people to watch. And she was like, Hey, I have this like Instagram. Why don't you add me there? And, and like message me there. We can like talk out. And then when I added her, she messaged me and said like, Hey, here is my, uh, you know, here, like, if you want to talk off app, like I we can. And um, she gave me my phone number or her phone number and, and I gave her mine. And I remember that I had it for a little bit, um, before I like texted her, um, at all. And then we ended up talking on the phone. And ever since then, since like the middle of September, I think we've talked on the phone, like pretty much every week at some point. Um, and like text message regularly and she's just ended up being a actual like friend. And like I said before, 
like looking at her friendship, I'm like, oh, this is how like friendships are likely supposed to be. But I'm not sure that I've ever completely experienced one totally like this because I and it's not like a thing of and like when I say that I want to be clear that I'm not saying that um you know all of my friends were garbage or anything like that I am aware that I had also a big part of those friendships and how they transpired for as long as they did and so me now I'm able to have a healthy friendship with this person in this way because because I'm very different than who I used to be. Like, there's so many examples that I can give, like, even small things. Um, and I think that that's important when we're going through this stuff and going through all of this change to kind of stop and notice the ways that we've improved that maybe don't feel like these huge, like, life-altering changes, but is still there for you to see. Like, like another example is... Um, I really like, I like watching anti-multi-marketing or anti-network marketing content. I made a couple random episodes about that over the last like year or so. And, um, I like, I like followed some of my favorite creators on YouTube and Instagram and stuff and had like DM'd like back and forth, you know, responding to their stories, giving them information that I could find to like try to help out any way I can in that like advocacy space. And, um, but I didn't like push things, even though that was what I used to do. Like the way that I would try to like make friends before is that I would try to almost like force people to go like at my speed. That's like one thing that I think about with like the old, like the last friend group that I had online is that like, one of the people that I was first like really good friends with, um, we were just talking online and then all this, and then like she had like a, a big, a, a friend of hers died from an, like an accidental drug overdose. And I, she had given me her phone number t because she was like sharing an audit, uh, like an audible book with me. And then I just texted her about what was going on. And then we ended up texting and, when I look back at that friendship now, I'm not sure if, like, she, like, responded to me and felt as close as she did with me, if if that was, like, legitimate or if it was, like, a thing of, like, because I was talking so much to her, she just, like, went with it and um, that made us feel like we were closer than we really were. Like, it's a hard thing because I feel like I kind of forced it. And that was the kind of stuff that I would do because when, because when your like self worth and identity is based so much on what other people think, um, you can't like almost wait for people to come around or like give them time to figure out who you are and like, you know, understand the concept of like sh giving people like time to like realize that you're trustworthy, <laughs> you know, over, over, you know, just through like, time passing and them getting to know you like that's like the way that things like that are supposed to work but when your like self-worth is based so much on that and there's like people pleasing happen happening you just like don't do that because you just want it right now and especially when you're when I've been more like lonely the last couple years 
it's easy to kind of push things like that because I want someone to talk to you, you know, and that's been like a whole back and forth that I've been doing. And so with that, like, even with that group of pe people that I became friends with in the anti-multilevel marketing space, like there were times where I thought like I could, you know, I could offer to help them research this thing or that thing or this other thing or whatever. Um, but I was like, no, these people don't know me. I'm just a random person online. They can, they'll like realize that I'm a good person and someone they can trust that I won't like share, you know, this sort of information with. And that's, you know, that's what happened. Like I've been talking with those people on and off for the last like nine months or so. And they recently, and they, one of them started, um, and then one of them started a discord recently and we've had a place where all of us, a bunch of people like that, sh that person feels um, she can trust to talk about like all the advocacy things you do in anti-multi-level marketing, like the different companies and watching the different people from the companies and sharing information and things like that in a really great way. Um, and that happened because I was patient and I gave them time to get to know me and see that I was a trustworthy person and try to, instead of trying to force it on them. And, um, so it happened much more organically. And so it feels much more better and secure, more satisfying than it would have if I tried to do it the other way. Cause the other way it wouldn't have worked. They probably would have been turned off by me being more like abrasive, you know, that's abrasive and aggressive for people that don't feel that same need to like, you know, get acceptance or like, or whatever from people, um, in order to feel okay. And so like with this, and so with this other friend that I made, um, it was the same sort of thing. Like we started talking and like, as more time goes on, we talk more often and we talk about more things, um, and just go back and forth on stuff. But it's a very like, balanced sort of friendship where neither one of us is like giving more than the other person. I'm not dumping all of my shit on her. She's not dumping all of her shit on me. We're both talking about whatever we feel like and just like getting, and like we, it's really, it's funny because a lot of the time we end up being on the same wavelength on things in just one of those funny ways. Like, you know, those great moments when you make like a good friend and you just, you say something and they're like, oh my God, I was thinking about that earlier, but I like, that's so funny that you said that, that sort of stuff. Like that happens like almost every time I talk to her, which is a really nice experience to have. And because like that friendship kind of built over time, like we had, we knew each other for a few months before we ever talked offline. And then talking offline, we like progressively got to know each other more as more time went on. And I started trusting her more as more time went on and things like that. And the times that I, it's kind of like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, um, almost that group in like the anti multi-level marketing, like advocacy space. And this person was almost me like running experiments on myself. Like that's the only way I know how to explain that. Like, I feel like that's a very autistic thing to say of like how to figure out how to trust people, but that's, or like, yeah, or feel okay being more vulnerable with people and putting yourself out there. Um, because that's essentially what I was doing. Um, like I was kind of having these situations where I could say things and then seeing how they would respond. And 
And then if based on their response, it was like, okay, that worked out. Okay. That, that was good. So we can continue on, um, and continue this friendship. And like any, like any time something's happened where I feel like something will go wrong or whatever. And I start like second guessing everything. I'm like, no, everything's fine. Um, everything is good. They always end up like coming through because things are built on like an organic place instead of feeling like I'm like forcing things because I just want this friendship to work because I need someone in my life, you know, instead I've let, it's like, Oh, this friend, this person, um, we just are very similar personality wise. And we are on the same wavelength as a lot of things. We're working on very similar ideas. We're both working on creative endeavors, like different creative endeavors, but still creative things. And so we give each other tips of like, Hey, maybe you could try this or Hey, maybe you could do that. And it's not, it and it doesn't feel competitive. It doesn't feel like I'm not living up to anything or anything like that. It feels very natural and good because there's no like, you know, ego, there's no, there's none of that because I, um, because we feel more secure in who we are. So like the other person coming to them and having a new idea, doesn't feel like someone is trying to tell them what to do. It feels like they're just offering advice because they want to see them succeed. It's like a whole friendship where we generally want the other person to succeed as opposed to, and that like, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that like built up over time, like, um, what, like, what, like this friend was the person that a couple months ago, like two months ago when I started painting again, that when I was talking to my therapist about trying to figure out how to paint again, and she was like, maybe don't share it with the internet or don't share it with everybody. And, and I real and I like figured out a system basically that was like me running my first running a certain experiment with this friend of like, okay, like the other experiments with that friend was like asking her, she wanted to talk on the phone. And then we talked on the phone and went really great. And we got along really well. So then it was like, okay, so then that went good. So then I would ask her again, or there were times when she would ask if she, if I could talk to her and be like, yeah. And every time we talked, we got along better. And so, and anytime and then like being like, okay, if you want to tell her this thing, then just text it to her instead of feeling weird about it and think and overthinking it. And anytime I did that, there was always a good response. There was never like anything rude or dismissive. She never like, one of the things that is hard for me with like past friendships, especially is when I would respond, when I would be like talking to someone and then I would just like never get and I wouldn't get a response back. Like that's something that is um, triggering for me because it feels like I'm being ignored and I was ignored so much like growing up. But it's also just like a thing that I feel like people who aren't like emotionally um, like don't know how to deal with their emotions or like know how to communicate well tend to do like they sometimes when you, especially when you have friends at different places of recovery, sometimes they'll just, especially when they're online, they'll just kind of, you'll like leave a bunch of messages for them and they won't respond to them sometimes for like a couple days. And, um, because they're just like going through their own stuff and they don't know how to tell you 
that they're going through this, some stuff and, or are just in a sad mood that day or whatever. And they'll get back to you later. Um, things like that. And so it's like, and so that's the kind of stuff that I've had happen with other people where I, it always bothers me when that happens, that when all this will be talking and then all of a sudden a couple of days will go by and I won't hear anything from them anymore. It always kind of triggers these thoughts of like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Do they get mad at me? Did they like something like making me question like, are they, do they not want to talk to me anymore? Should I like stop trying to talk to this person? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but then, you know, eventually they come back and they always apologize and say, no, I was just going through some stuff and they just don't know how to like really how to just say what they're feeling because they're so used to hiding that stuff. And like, at this point, I understand that, that when that happens with people like online friends that I have at this point, sometimes I just kind of let that stuff go. And it's easier to handle all of that stuff when I have one friend now that doesn't, that doesn't do that, that, um, whenever I message her about something, she usually gets back to me. She gets back to me within like a day of me saying it. Sometimes she's, you know, doesn't look at her phone. She has a life. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, it takes it because of time different stuff of her being on the West coast. Sometimes it takes until like the next morning. Sometimes I don't see something she said to me until the next morning because I fell asleep before she sent it to me. Um, things like that. Um, but it's, or like, you know, anytime she says like, Hey, like, like, I think a good example of a almost like experiment that I ran this week was like, um, I didn't even mean for it to be an experiment, but it, but in my head, that's how these things work. They're like almost like pieces of evidence that I can, think about and keep in mind when I'm trying to convince myself that putting myself out there is a good thing. Even if maybe one day down the line, these things don't work out, it is a good thing for me to be doing this stuff. Um, and so like, for example, like this past week, after I had therapy this week and talked about a lot of big stuff with my sister and things like that, I wanted to talk about it with someone and she's someone that I could talk to that stuff about because she deals, she, um, is actually in school to be a therapist right now. So she can handle that shit. And, um, and whatever we talk about that stuff, I usually end up telling her things that makes her think about things in her own life as well. And so it's a very like copacetic sort of thing instead of me just dumping all this shit on someone like how it was in the past. And so, I asked her if we could talk on the phone and the day that, uh, she said like, yeah, we can talk tomorrow. And then, um, and whenever I get like depressed or whatever, I start thinking like, no, they don't want to talk to me. I'm just making up that they want to talk to me this much. And then of course, like a half hour after I started getting depressed just because of work being annoying and started thinking that way, she, you know, texts me and be like, I'm going to call you in a half hour. And then we ended up having, like a couple hour conversation that made my day um, much better. And so it's like whenever there's like little moments like that, where I start like questioning myself or thinking that, you know, maybe she doesn't care about me the way that I do, blah, 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 then um, she proves me wrong in some way. And so that's something that's really good for me to see 
for those moments when I start being really hard on myself and start telling myself that this is wrong and bad and you're being stupid and you're making a mistake, she could use all this stuff against you. It's like, yeah, but I guess the thing that I try to keep in mind, um, I get, I, I think the thing of how, I feel like the thing that all of us who are, have gone through a lot of trauma with this, that are trying, and we get to the point where we want to make new friends or find new people to trust, but we don't know how to do it is I think the big thing of how you can figure out like when you're ready or like how to, how to figure out how to do that is when your kind of mindset or like the way that you think about yourself changes from thinking like it's my fault. If I talk to this person that seems trustworthy and then they end up betraying me like they like share things that I say with other people that make me look bad or they suddenly like withdraw being a friend with me anymore and I don't hear from them anymore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The ch it changing from this is my fault. I chose the wrong person because I don't make good decisions. Why do I always do this to myself to it then instead changing to that person let me down. And it being that person's responsibility instead of my responsibility. And like, one of my favorite accounts on TikTok is the situational therapist. He is a black therapist who has ADHD. He has a bunch of followers. Um, and I think he's autistic too, but he has a lot of followers, like 700,000 or something like that. Um, because the first like couple years of his platform was him um, talking about that spanking is abuse because that is something that has been passed down in black families due to being um, beat during slavery. And so he and one of his big things is talking about how, no, that is abuse that my mom like it's that's like hitting your kids. That's not OK. And so that's like a lot of the people that follow him are then people who have dealt with child abuse growing up and um and I remember like sometimes like I, I've said this many times sometimes I I feel like the TikTok algorithm like just spits out videos that are like things that I just need to see in a way that um feels very like weird <laughs> like like things that I'm thinking about that uh, algorithm could in no way know that I'm thinking about just by the videos that I'm watching, but it just like shows up when I kind of need to hear it. And so, um, one of the things that like, I saw his video a couple months ago, that was basically him saying like, look, kids that were hit when they were kids, kids that when they were abused, when you were kids, you just got to put yourself out there. And, I, and he's like, I know you're going to be terrified and it's going to be awful. And you're going to be scared the whole time. And I like, cause we obviously were betrayed a lot by our parents, but you just got to put yourself out there at some point and be vulnerable with somebody, actually share your feelings with someone somewhere because, and like, cause he's like, there's never going to be a time when you're not going to be scared. It's always going to be scary, but you just kind of have to do it because it's the only way that we can ever like have people in our life and we can stop being alone. And that was something that I always kind of kept in the back of my mind over the last couple months, because it is true. Like there is never going to be a time where I'm suddenly not going to be afraid. I think I, I'm, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like even people who have like healthy childhoods and like a healthy family dynamic, or at least healthier family dynamic, I feel like even those people 
struggle with um, or have those moments with people where you put yourself out there, you share something with them and you don't know how they're going to respond. And it's always kind of this moment of seeing how, how things are going to work out. And, and if they respond well, then your friendship or whatever it happens to be, gets more authentic and real and deeper. Or, and if it doesn't, then you know that this person is not someone that you can, you know, trust completely and that's it. And it's like a, and it's been this like change of being like, okay, if that friendship isn't as good as what I thought it was, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me. It doesn't mean that I didn't trust everyone. It just means that this person isn't that right person for me. And I'll find, and I'll just, and I'll end up finding somebody else somewhere else. And that person will be the right and like the kind of the right fit for me and my personality for who I am now. Um, and I feel like that switch definitely helped. Like another one of the experiments I did with the friend that I made was when I started painting and stuff, I started showing her the paintings that I was making. And every time I showed her one, she would always say like really nice that seemed like authentic things like, wow, that looks really great. And not just like empty compliments, but saying like specific things of like, I really like how these certain colors blend together in this way. I really like the, um, like the movement on in like the painting. I really like how this looks like this, or this looks like that, you know, not something where it just seems like someone is encouraging you because they want you to feel good, but like specific things that she liked about it. And so, and I still do that. Like whenever I make a new painting, I send it to her after I make it. And it's kind of this funny, like, um, circle or cycle that I get in because I am so hard on myself when I'm making new things. I am so hard on myself when I'm creating stuff in any way, because it's a super vulnerable, like side of me. And I'm just always scared that I'm just always looking at the thing, the things that I make I usually don't think they're good enough. Even like my favorite paintings, I look at them and I see like faults in them that I wish that I would have done these little things differently or, or whatever, um, when I made them. And so there's been paintings that I've made that I thought weren't very good at all, that I thought looked really bad, that ones that I was like considering painting over because I just didn't like them. And then I, sh and then I would take a picture of it and I would send it to her and she would say like all of these amazing things about how, how great it looked and the reasons and specific reasons why she thought it looked great. So then after I did that, sometimes then I would like be like, okay, no, I'm just being really hard on myself. And then I would give myself like a day or so. And then usually the next day I would look at it and I'd be like, no, this looks really good. No, she's right. Like, this is great. This is really pretty. This is really cool. Um, I really do like this painting. And like, if they, if I made one that after like a day or two, I still didn't like it and didn't feel satisfied with it, then I would redo it. But, um, she's like become part of like my practice with doing, with making new paintings that I show it to her first because I need somebody, I need somebody rational who is also a creative person that isn't that like make like she does resin art as opposed to like painting art but it's very similar where it's that art like abstract sort of art where you just kind of are blending colors together and seeing what comes out and every time you do it it comes out a little bit differently um but yeah I need somebody like that who 
knows things about creative stuff who has like who is artistic in and of themselves that can give that can like be like the rational person instead of me being like I hate everything I do everything is shit this is ugly as fuck you should just stop painting instead of that uh having someone being like no this is really great I really like this this is really cool and um and like giving me that space to like figure out that no I can do this this is good this looks cool this is um successful this is awesome um so that's which is really good and so uh, to like talk about things with my aunt again, one thing that was kind of funny or yeah, I don't know, funny, but, um, can't remember if I said this in this episode or not, but I'm pretty, I don't remember either way. I'm going to say it again. If I did say it already, sorry, but like things with my aunt, um, I think it was like a month or so ago. I can't remember. I uh, I was talking to my therapist during therapy, obviously about how, I was afraid to, I was afraid to tell, to like talk about more of the specifics of how things really went down with my mom. Um, when I had to like cut her out of my life, like the things that she said to me that was really hurtful and harmful over those couple years, especially because, um, part of me, yeah, was afraid of like, changing the status quo and like being afraid that like she would get mad more mad at my mom and not want to be around her which would make my mom freak out but most of it was I was afraid that like she would you know not support me and um and I remember when I told my therapist that she was like do you think that she is the type of person that would do that and I was like no and like that's the thing about like that sort of fear like that fear of um putting yourself out there of like finding out one way or another, how they really feel. Like it's kind of the thing that happened with my aunt this weekend, I feel like is this weird juxtaposition to what I was talking about with therapy. And, and in one of the episodes that I did last week, I'm pretty sure about my sister where like with my sister, there were like things that I don't talk about um, in places where I at least know that she will see them. Like, like the internet is what it is. She has messaged me before, like DM me on Instagram, like responding to stories and stuff from like basically like burner accounts. And so one, she did that a couple times in 2020 and I was like, what the fuck? And she basically said she had burner accounts for when like celebrities blocked her. Um, so she could keep like yelling at reality TV stars she doesn't like. And so, but Either way, it's once she did that, it was one of those things of like, I don't know if she follows me on TikTok under like a different like burner account name. I don't know. And I can't and I can't control if she does. I just know that I don't follow her on her account. That is her. I have that account blocked so that she doesn't see what I talk about because I know that it would make her upset. I have like a close a close friends group on Instagram that is purely only there. So that I can post like TikToks or, or whatever about stuff that I think would make her triggered or upset to see because it's talking about trauma things or alluding to, you know, my mom and my dad not being good parents, stuff like that. Because every time that's ever come up in the past, that's that when it comes up too much, it always ends up causing like a, an argument of some sort, a fight of some kind. And I'm like doing whatever to avoid it. And so 
with my sister, it's like I'm doing all of these things to try to like keep the peace as it is because I'm afraid of finding out that she still like believes what my mom says, that she still thinks that like my therapists have been brainwashing me all these years, that she still thinks that like my mom didn't really didn't know what was going on, even though I can remember that she de- that she definitely did know and um, and all of this stuff. And so for me, the last few years, like ever since early 2021, the last time I had, we had an argument about that. I was just, I just shut that part down. And ever since then, I've just been kind of in this like weird in between land where I don't know what she really thinks one way or the other. I don't really know if she believes my mom or she believes me. I don't know which one it is. And, um, And I've just been doing hiding stuff from her that would lead to her maybe saying something to me that would prove to me which way she believes. And so with my aunt, um, last year, especially I started seeing my aunt on a much more regular basis, but really since like August ish, I think of 2021, we started seeing each other on a regular basis after that. And, um, and so with my aunt, it's the polar opposite of, I was afraid to talk to her about what happened, like the specifics about what happened with my mom. Cause I was afraid that she wouldn't support me. And she was somebody, she's became somebody, especially in the last year. That's really important to me. Like she's basically like a mom, like she treats me. I feel like, like a mom is really supposed to treat their daughter. Like she like comes to see me every couple months. She always, is very empathetic. She is willing to work with me. Like I told her, I can't go to your house, but I still want to see you because of agoraphobia stuff and is completely okay with working around whatever she needs to do in order to see me while working around, working through that stuff and listen to my explanation of it. And there wasn't any judgment. It was just, yeah, we can see each other as much or as little as you need, as long as we can still see each other because I really love seeing you and and spending time with you. And that's all she cares about. Um, like, and like, you know, she brings me cookies when I see her. She like made me a box of cookies for Christmas, which was so nice. I don't, I never have like home cooked food. And like when she buy, like she got me a birthday present that was, um, she bought me like, we went, we went to like a, a fair, like a kind of like an art and crafts fair. And she bought me, she got me something from one of the booths there that I, that I really like. It's like a homemade, like, like basically like keychain. I love shit like that. Um, and then she got me a book of like cartoons and stuff that she really likes, like cartoon strips. And that's like something that I never would have put on like a list or anything, but it's something like she really likes this sense of, uh, this like sense of humor and so she thought that I would really like it because we get along and I was look and when she gave it to me, I was looking through it and I really liked it. I, some of the stuff in it made me laugh and I automatically am going to like it because this is something that's important to her that she is sharing with me because, and it's like, it's important to her and she likes it. So I'm going to want to like it because I love her. You know, it's that, that's like, it seems like the most basic shit <laughs> of like, how relationships like that are supposed to be but it's never been like that with anybody in any sort of role like that before at this point in my life like my parents could never do things like that it was never it was never that like simple or easy to figure that stuff out because nobody in that scenario was regulated 
in any way or knew how to communicate or anything like that. And so, um, like that stuff is like the stuff that is really great. And so I knew as more time went on that she was becoming more and more important to me, which made me more scared to talk about that because I was scared that history was going to repeat and the same sort of stuff that happened with my mom and how devastated I felt when that happened was going to happen again, but it didn't. And so like, I feel like the last couple months, especially early, even the last couple weeks has been me realizing like my sister and my aunt are like these two situations where I was afraid to kind of like put myself out there to see what the reaction would be. And for my aunt, I did that and it worked out like really great. Like it's not, it's kind of like polar opposite things. Like I'm pretty sure that my sister still wants to believe what my mom says because it's easier for her to believe that because then she doesn't have to look at my mom's responsibility. She doesn't have to look at the stuff she did that wasn't great either. And like her role kind of in the family system and upholding it through all these years. And especially the ways that she like talked to me and treated me over the last, since everything happened um, with my mom in 2018 and and so it's one of those funny things. Like I was pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that this is how my sister feels. And I'm pretty sure that my, and I was pretty sure that my aunt would still support me because she's never given me indication that she wouldn't. And so it's that thing of like, my aunt proved me to be correct about that. And so it gives me like at least a little bit of support that I can f like figure things out with my sister. Like my, my therapist gave me good advice, which is like, what if instead of posting things on that close friends group, you just post it and don't try to hide things from her. If she sees it, she does. If she gets upset, whatever. Um, but like doing those little things to like put that stuff out there and just kind of see what she says. If she reacts to it, if she doesn't, okay, then you can deal with that. Then you can see one way or another. Cause it's, it's one of the things of with my sister is that like, regardless of what she says, um, I already am pretty sure that's how she feels. So it's not like our French, our like friendship or a relationship will change. Like, yeah, I would be really sad when I would find out for sure that I was right about that. I'm not going to act like that wouldn't hurt a lot, but it, I also wouldn't, I'm not going to like stop talking to her at this point. It's like, we've already like set up all of these I've set up all these boundaries about her to figure out ways to balance that relationship. And I feel like it's worth it to continue trying to do that, to try to be in her life in some way, even if it's not a huge part of her life. Um, and I feel like it's worth it to do that. And finding that out wouldn't really change that, even if it would be really like hard and sad for me for a while, because I already feel like that's what's going on here because of all the things that I've noticed over the years um and so yeah so anyway I guess it's a whole it's really hard to like put yourself out there and be vulnerable and kind of it feels dangerous you know when you have like childhood trauma especially I feel like it feels like actively dangerous to kind of put yourself out there put yourself on the line like say an opinion one way or another about somebody that you feel you feel strongly about because it means that you're open to that other person using that against you if, if they will. But I feel like over the last couple months or so, I've been having experiences with these people that have proven to me that 
just because people in my family did that sort of stuff, like used that stuff against me to, um, you know, manipulate me or make me look bad to other people. Doesn't mean that anybody else will, even my aunt, <laughs> like she won't, even though she's technically, she's not, I'm not even technically related to her, which is one of those funny things. She's my, she was my mom's stepsister. Um, her dad married my grandma and my mom's mom when they were both adults. And so she's not even technically like, you know, like blood related to me, but is the family member that treats me the best. So it's like one of those ironic things. Um, but it is like a thing of like, like, I don't think that me putting myself out there, like talking to, like talking to someone, um, telling them how I feel in whatever way it is. And knowing that I'm kind of putting myself out there where they could possibly hurt me. I don't think that's ever going to be easy for me to do. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be scary. But I feel like this experience with my aunt especially has made me feel like, yeah, but like, even if it is scary, the like rewards when you do that is so is like worth it because now like all of those worries I had about her of like, what if one day she stops talking to me? What if she, what if she is on my mom's side? What if she isn't there for me in the way that I think she is? What if she doesn't understand? All of those have like, gone away and like yeah there's always going to be that part of me that like questions those things because that part of me is just scared and just like that's what I've learned through internal family system stuff that's basically like my inner child of needing that like validation and support when they're worried about us doing something that's going to hurt us again and so um but like now I have like direct proof that I can look back to and be like, no, see, remember this happened. And like, she wouldn't do all of those things and say all of those things and support you the way that she does. If she didn't, she doesn't like take your mom's side. She proved to you that she doesn't. And so all of those worries when I have them are much more easily able to like go away. And because it's like that, like I said, it's so nice to like, it sounds funny, but it's so nice to be like emotionally regulated, honestly. And like, obviously I'm not completely emotionally regulated, but it feels nice to finally be in a place where I can like let things happen when they're going to happen. Like when, instead of feeling like I need to talk to this person about this thing now, because I need to know how they feel about it because I can't handle waiting anymore. It's like the conversation, like how this came up with me and my aunt was a very like organic way. She was talking about some stuff that happened in her family. And she was talking about how somebody that I'm not related to, but I still kind of know, um, had to go no contact with their parents and her trying to like, trying to figure out a way to let them know that she doesn't agree with what her parents did and would be there still for her to support them without feeling like, she's pushing too much. And I just gave her advice about what she did with me and why that worked. And that just led into that conversation. Like I wasn't trying to force anything. I wasn't trying to make her do anything. I wasn't putting her on the line, feeling like she needed to make a decision right then and there. It happened naturally. And because of the last, and it's one of those things that because of the last year and a half of us building our relationship back up in the, in a great, and being closer to her than I've been with her before, 
that conversation felt like we had built this trust up. So I felt like I could handle doing this and it worked out the best possible way. It's like that whole thing of like, when you let a relationship organically kind of happen, instead of forcing it to happen when you want it to, because of your own insecurities, then it's kind of like this. I feel funny saying this because I feel like this is stuff that people figure out so early on in life, but it's taken me until I'm almost 40 years old for me to figure it out. Like I'll be 38 on Thursday and I'm just now figuring this out now. But when you let things happen like organically, like you get to know a person in their own time instead of making them, instead of feeling like you need to force it because of your own people pleasing or just feeling insecure, being lonely or whatever, and not like putting those things that you're going through onto them, then like no matter what way it happens, whether the friendship is something that only is around for a couple months and fizzles out or, you know, you only see it like with my uncle, he was around for like a year or something after I stopped talking to my mom and then that ended up ending. Regardless of how it, if it's going to last or not, it doesn't feel like a attack on you. It doesn't feel like a horrible thing because you know that you did everything that you could. You know that you put yourself out there and it happened how it did. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you or it's not because you forced it. It's not because you forced them to do anything or feel anything different. It's just because you don't get along that way. And so everything's fine. And like, yeah, you can still feel hurt after that stuff happens, but it doesn't feel quite as like a dire situation as it does when you like need this person's support or need someone to talk to in order to feel like a valid human being. Like I've spent the last, I feel like that's really the difference is that ever since things with my friends broke down in like May of 2020, it's been like two and a half years of me basically being by myself most of the time. And yeah, I do get really lonely and I look for, for reasons to talk to the people that I do talk to or who are all basically online at this point. Um, and my sister every once in a while, but, and, it, but like, just because I need like some sort of human interaction, because otherwise I start to get too lonely and get, and start to feel awful and get sad and cry and all this sort of stuff. But, um, I've spent the last two and a half years on my own. So it's like, if something, if I talk to someone online who I think is a friend and it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, whatever. Then I just go back to how things already are, <laughs> you know, nothing really changes that much. Um, I have different people that I talk to in different places online that I, that are friendly. And so if one of those fall away, yeah, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to miss that person, but it's not going to feel quite as huge of a loss as it would have before because it's like I've already spent all this time by myself this is not like a change I'm not like losing something like I did last time when I lost all of my friends I don't feel like that that like loss as much it's just okay this is just how things are going to continue on and so because of that because I've been okay on my like dealt with being on my own the last two years or so um I'm able to like you know give the relationships that I have the time to build. I don't feel like this rush because I'm like letting things happen as they should instead of feeling like I need it to happen right now because this is just what I want. And it's, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if this made any sense. Hopefully it did. Let me know if this helped you any. <laughs> have a good week. <laughs>